Hey, welcome to Church of the Sons podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we hope that this message inspires you, lifts your faith, and brings you closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. To us, that what had and is sustaining and has birthed this great awakening is prayer. And wherever you go, wherever you are, Every single person has this deep conviction of prayer, and they pray. When I spoke last Sunday morning at 11 o'clock in this church, you could sense the presence of the Holy Spirit because they had been praying. Not only do they have these massive prayer meetings, not only do they have prayer in their small groups, but prayer is initiated and sustained by private prayer. Certainly, they have come to understand and live what Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 and 6. You have your Bible, your smartphone. Turn to Matthew chapter 6. Verse number five, when, whenever you pray, not if, whenever you pray, say that, whenever, whenever you pray, be sincere, not like the pretenders who love the attention they receive while praying before others in the meetings and on the street corners. Believe me, they, they've already received in full their reward. And verse number six, read it out loud, everyone. But whenever you pray, and your Father, who sees all you do, will reward you openly. So here, in prayer, we are called by Jesus to move toward the Father. And Jesus simply is calling us and invites us to understand that prayer is to be simple and real. No external impressions, nothing that we focus on each other, but the focus is pulling close to God the Father. We know in John 16, 24, the Bible says that when we pray, we pray in the name of Jesus. And here... We're called, it says, to the innermost chamber. Other translations say, into your room. The word room in the Greek is, it is uh, described or used for storehouse where all the treasures were kept. So we are called into a place 
where there are treasures for each one of us. There are experiences that are greater and more powerful than anything we can experience in life. And Jesus simply says, put down your cell phone, try to tie up your children, <laughs> try to get to a quiet place wherever it is, if it's in your truck or on a job site, or 30 minutes before your class starts as a teacher, and simply show up. Wait and listen. And Jesus tells us, if we do that, we will be openly rewarded. Verse 6, and your Father who sees all of you, all you do, will reward you openly. First of all, when we are alone with the Lord, there is an awareness of his presence that we are there with the King of Kings. And the Holy Spirit comes to reside in a special way. We are in the secret place. And we receive a reward of his presence. Secondly, we are able to now have or obtain the heart of the Father. So I begin to feel what he feels. I begin to be moved by what moves him. Because prayer is not from my head. Prayer is from my heart. And when we are praying, our heart, our spiritual part of us is communicating with the Lord. <clears throat> and he is telling us how powerful he is. Henry Nouwen was a Dutch priest and a brilliant writer. And I have a lot of his books. And Henry Nouwen was really a man called out into new realms of prayer. And he said this, prayer is important because it is a place in which you can listen to the voice of the one who calls you my beloved daughter, my beloved son, and my beloved child. He is waiting each day to meet with us and is anticipating our encounter together. And above all, he is telling us who we are. Prayer is not about condemnation. It's not about feeling how bad you are. It's about entering into the grace room of the Father where he says, hey, you're my beloved son. Hey, girl, you're my beloved daughter. 
you're my child. And it's in that environment we can be cool, have fun, and I'm not suggesting it's easy because in our culture, our span of attention is less than a minute. And so if God doesn't speak in 60 seconds, we think, God, I have other things to do. Please move quickly. But how many know we move on his timetable, not ours? I've been cultivating this for quite a while, and I've learned that if I set aside the time, and for me it's in the morning, and I just sit there, I used to distinguish reading the Bible from prayer. I no longer do that because I don't read the Bible. I pray read. So I'm not reading for intelligence or knowledge only. I'm reading to know God and for him to speak to me through the Holy Scriptures by the Holy Spirit. And so all of that is one segment of prayer. And then I'm learning, say the word learning, learning. to wait. I'm not really made that way. I, I, I like to, how many people just like to do something and move and active? And I have this thing, when in doubt, do something. <laughs> and so I like to move and to stop and just sit uh, is a miracle of God for me and probably for you. Someone say amen. amen. And so we wait and God speaks to us in the secret place and somehow he begins to give us his heart. So now I have a heart for his house. I have a heart for his kingdom. I have a heart for people that go beyond my house. I have a heart for people wherever they are to be used of the kingdom leader, Jesus, to be a part of this worldwide revolution of the establishment of a kingdom that comes from heaven to the earth. I move beyond all of my needs, not only that I have needs, but I move beyond that and I see something bigger than myself. Because your life is as big as you want it to be. If you're always focused on everything about yourself, your life will be small. But when you begin to see a bigger view, and you begin to see, I've been called, I'm anointed, I'm chosen, I'm called to be in a great impact in my city. And you see, we have all been called. We have been called to this city. Now, I know there aren't many that haven't come from, how many have come from another city or another nation? Raise your hand very high. Okay, there's no one left. So is there any, anyone actually from Florida or Orlando? Would you raise your hand? Five, six, seven, eight. So uh, let's welcome all these people from Florida. And... Uh, I never thought I would go from Baltimore and the University of Maryland and that whole area, but somehow I'm a missionary. And you're a missionary, whether you're here or came here from another nation, you're a missionary. And there's a change, the world's coming to us. So now the world is becoming missionaries in our country 
to win other people that don't know Christ. That's our calling. That's why we have this congregation and this nine acres that God gave us here in Orlando, the city where no other city in America, not South Dakota, or 75 million people come just to check us out for entertainment here in this city every single year. This is a unique city. This is a city that God has chosen for a great awakening. And we're here for such a time as this. And you're a missionary, and so am I, a missionary called by God. And we are called to make a difference in our city. And God gives us a heart for his house. This house here is not our house, it's his house. Our name is not on the title deed here. This is his house. And he's building his house. Some years ago in prayer, I realized we needed to prepare for something bigger and greater. And we got up one day and said, let's have something called heart for the house, this house. And we step out in faith in 2018, 2017, 2018. And we asked our congregation, would you above your regular tithes, would you just commit an offering for this whole campus and for what God is doing and refurbishing? It's like in the Bible in 2 Kings 12, it says, let the priest take some of that money to pay for whatever repairs are needed in the temple. This is the temple in that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Now we've come here and God is using this as our base of operation for the nations of the world. And so last year, we stepped out in faith and we said, I think this is of God. And we also did things in our city. And you responded and we received about $220,000 for all that's happening right here in this building and other uh, things. And that's probably a nine o'clock actually cl clapped their hands on that point. And, and so... Again, we're, we're kind of like stepping out, walking on water, and we're saying, God, we need to do all these things. We need to get ready. How many know you need to get ready for what God is going to do? You, there are times you don't do, you can't do it after it all happens. You're not ready. And we're not, we're not preparing for anything but a great revival like happened in Korea that, how many know God, God is not like greater in Korea than here. It just, they have a vision and they're doing it and they're winning the lost and they're going crazy and praise God. So, so in two weeks on November 10th, we're going to step out and we're going to ask, we're going to receive an offering. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I just, I'm believing it. About six weeks ago, the Lord gave me a number. Uh, I've been uh, really fighting with him. I think it's too high. And he keeps telling me, look around and see how you're blessed, Clattenburg. And, and you got health, and you know who you are, and you're pumped, and, and you got the blessing, and you got Judy, and your kids and grandchildren in the church. And, and so this is the number, and this is the number I like. And 
So I'm walking up there, and I finally the other day surrendered and said, yes, Lord. I choked a little bit, a little concerned. I haven't talked to Judy about the number, but I get with you after a while. So, uh, but how many believe we can do something extraordinary on November the 10th? November the 10th. Heart for the house. Hallelujah. I, most of you know that I love to anchor scripture. And about six, about six months ago, I was hit by Ezekiel 22:30. And I read that over and over and over again and got it in my heart. And it's like the Lord saying, I looked, I looked for someone, someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guarded the city. I searched for someone who would stand in the gap in the wall. And in a sense, there's a wall around the city. And the wall represents righteousness and protection. And see, in our city, the wall is broken down. And evil is on the run. Our churches are like this, tiny little churches. And the tourist industry has 75 million coming. How does that happen? It's not right. It ought not happen. They cannot guard the city. They can entertain the world. They cannot guard the city. And God is saying to you and me, I'm looking for someone who might, who might be able to rebuild the wall of righteousness. What if we have been chosen by God, not only us, but what if we have been chosen by God to help rebuild the wall and also to stand in the gap on the wall, in the wall, that there would be a city in the United States of America where that city belongs to Jesus? Could that happen? It cannot happen because we wanted to, but I can tell you if we get the heart of God, we will have the mind of God. And if we have the mind of God, we can do things that have never been done before. And that by God's grace, we will do that. We will rise up. We will rise up. And we will say, I don't know exactly how we will do that, but we have been called for such a time as this. And we will stand, and we will rebuild, and we will have a heart that is the Father's heart. And we will be a people that know how 
to do what he wants us to do. And we will not have our agenda and we will not build our church. We will not build our thing because this is not about our thing. This is not about our plan. We don't have any plans. But when we slip into the plan of heaven and we begin to understand that we are called by God and we are anointed by the Holy Spirit, that we can shake the gates of hell and we can push back all of the demonic things that are happening in this city. In Jesus' name. Say it, in Jesus' name. Say it again, louder. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We are a city on a hill. Jesus says we are called to shine in Matthew chapter 5. But it will not happen unless we pray. We went to Prayer Mountain. We drove about an hour in a bus directly north of Seoul, Korea, just before you get to North Korea, the DMZ. And many years ago, Dr. Cho built this entire complex where they have, where they have prayer. It's called Prayer Mountain. We walked around and we saw all of these grottos that are all over the place. And people come to Prayer Mountain, they go into the grotto. We have a picture of it in a grotto. It's about that wide. It's about eight feet long. And I was walking along and I found this grotto and the door was open, so I went in and sat there and it was quiet and I began to pray. There's a lady in the next grotto was singing so loudly and it was like a heaven and yet it was like you were somehow separated from society. And I took my book and started to pray for people. We walked around and we saw all of these grottos, took a video of what was happening all over that mountain where they were praying and they were just going into grotto after grotto after grotto, people praying by the hours coming up there. In Korea, if you have a marriage problem, they don't say their first thing is counseling. They say, go to prayer mountain for three days and fast and pray because they believe that most problems are solved by prayer and fasting. And then there was a prayer, a prayer meeting right on Prayer Mountain, and there were like these apostolic people, people that had hundreds of churches, and they got up in the front and they started to pray. And one person from the Ukraine, churches all over the Ukraine. Put that up, if you would, picture of our prayer meeting. And they were calling out to the Lord. And we have background music. 
and that's prophetic. And, uh, and they were just calling out to God, shouting, praying, declaring, radical, loud. Anyone ever been to a loud Pentecostal prayer meeting? It's like, it's like loud. And everybody's crying. Uh, in this other video I had, they had all of these young people from China, and they were the sons and daughters of the people of the underground church in China. I don't know, probably 20 or 30 of them that were come, coming there to serve. It's a powerful prayer meeting. We were all moved by the Spirit. The next day, we went to the prayer rally, and on the prayer rally, there were literally thousands and thousands of people coming. It reminded me of James chapter 5, verse 16, where it says, the effectual fervent prayer. Say that, fervent prayer. Fervent. Say it louder, fervent prayer. The effectual fervent and the word fervent in the Greek means power. It means being alive. It's the Holy Spirit that brings that, that there's an effectual fervent prayer that availeth much or has great force. There's this prayer that when you pray, and there's reflective prayer, there's contemplative prayer, there's quiet prayer, there's silence, and there's silence, and then there's the other prayer that we stand up and we begin to speak out, and we begin to declare things over ourselves, and over our families, and over our city, and over our friends, and we begin to stand, and with fervent prayer, we begin to declare in the name of Jesus that every principality, every force, every immovable object that is in front of us. And often these things come upon us. And there's someone here this morning, you have a spirit of heaviness on your, on your life, you have, a, you have a depression in your life, and the enemy, Jesus does not bring depression on us. Jesus does not bring a spirit of heaviness. Heaviness does not come from Jesus. And just know, heaviness just doesn't come from circumstances either. There are spiritual beings, and they come, and they come on us, and they, turn this up a little bit, they come on us to stop us. They're, come, they're trying to contain us. We're like, like a, a lion in a cage, and they are put in a cage, and they have power. They can't do anything. They're in a cage. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not caged. We are the people of God. We can rise up and say, I'm not putting up with that. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say it. In the name of Jesus. Not in your name. Not in my name. Not in the name of this church. In the name of Jesus. Say it. In the name of Jesus. And we're not cowering. And you're not backing down. And some of you have given up because you've been whipped by the enemy. And today you're getting up because you know that's not coming from your circumstances. That's the devil. In the name of Jesus. We're here to ignite a, a movement of prayer. 
And I'm here to declare this morning a movement of prayer. We're going to ignite a, 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 a movement of prayer in our church where when we meet together in these homes, the big deal that happens, we're going to learn and we're going to grow and we're going to hug and we're going uh, to eat some good food. But let me, let me tell you, beyond the good food, we're going to crush the gates of hell in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. What we are seeing over there happens not because they wanted it to happen, not because they said it should happen. They happened because they prayed. And when they prayed, they started to get the anointing on them. And when one person got the anointing, then they couldn't stop getting going viral with it. Our church is a little, little, little small little classroom here. And God is saying, wake up. See what I have in mind. He doesn't have in mind some little tiny few thousand people. He's talking about a city. He's talking about a neighborhood. He's talking about a campus. He's talking about shaking the gates of hell. Yeah. We took a video of that prayer meeting. Put that up. Turn it up, turn it up. How many know, how many know when we pray, things begin to shake and rattle? When we pray, when we pray. And we're not a normal church, ladies and gentlemen. We're not a nice sitting church. We're not a, a good church. We didn't start this church as another church. We're not another church. We are an anointed, powerful, called by God, shaking the city, moving things in the name of Jesus. I'm declaring something in this, something happens in this church at the person that is the least likely to rise up. I call you a man of God. You may not even pray. I call you a woman of God. I call every young person a, a, a people of God in the name of Jesus. And we are going to pray. And this Wednesday night, we're going to pray. We're going to have Holy Spirit night. The next week, we're going to have prayer on November the 6th. And I don't know what's going to happen on Heart for the House November 10. But I don't want to be a part of anything that is normal. And I don't want to have any fundraiser around this church. This is not something we're doing. This is not something. We're not having a fundraiser. We're not having a fundraiser. We're saying, listen, this is your house. This is not my house and it's not your house. And this house needs to get a lot of things done to it. Plus, we're going to take some of your cash and we're going out to choices and we're going to invest in saving lives and end abortion in our city. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mr. Satan, you will hear from us. You will hear from us. 
We have been a sleeping giant over here on the Johnny Young Parkway, but we're coming back. You're gonna hear of us. We have been tiny, but we're getting up. The lion's getting out of the cage. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I see 50,000 people. I see it in the name of Jesus. I see it in the name of Jesus. I see 100 people coming to Christ every, every single week. I'm asking God, help half of the congregation here to be lost. People who are great sinners. People who are lost. People who are ravaged by the devil. Coming in by the thousands and needing Jesus. Getting off my notes here. I was standing, this prayer meeting is going on. I was standing, I stepped a little bit ahead. I was raising my hands, just kind of caught in the wave of things. I've never had this happen just like this. It's like instantly the Holy Spirit hit me in one second. I started to cry. You know, I'm not given to tears very often. And immediately, I started to pray for people, not myself. Started to pray for people. And God brought me to a new level. I want to commit myself to you to pray more. And I want you to make a commitment to pray more. Judy got up yesterday morning at Six o'clock, she was in for a couple hours just praying. And let's believe God. Want everybody to stand, no one to leave, just for a minute. I want us just to begin to sing this song. Because I'm believing, no one leave for a minute, please. I'm believing all the earth is going to hear the gospel, the whole earth. How many can agree with that? All the earth, all the earth. Can you imagine? I want you to see what God wants to do in this house. I want you to pray about what are you going to do? Come on, let's do, let's, let's do some crazy things. I'm gonna, Judy and I are going to do some crazy things. Let's, let's, let's do something that's never been done in this city before. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to lift, us to lift our hand, just begin to sing this song. Let the Holy Spirit come down, all the earth. Sing it.
you know, I really have felt uh, such a strong conviction about Holy Communion because I believe it's when we receive that cup and that bread and we actually remember Christ and what he has done. That I believe healings and miracles and breakthroughs and I'm coming to understand how powerful the blood of Jesus is. That the blood of Jesus breaks every yoke. In a minute, we're gonna receive communion. We have here in the front, on the, here on the sides, right here in the middle, there'll be someone there, I think, in a moment, over here. And we take communion individually in two or three, together if you have somebody next to you they're by themselves join them join with them and just before you take communion just lift that bread and say the body of the Lord Jesus and then the cup we remember the blood that was shed for us and I am believing this morning that yokes will be broken strongholds will be silenced how many are believing that today hallelujah The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, for I passed on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord, took, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup wine after supper saying this cup is the new covenant between God and his people an agreement confirmed by my blood do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it if you're a guest you may not be a member of our church if you know Christ this is an open table here for those that know Christ if you're a guest you want to just watch you can for just a couple minutes but let's Let's uh, go to one of these various stations. And we have right in the middle there somewhere, I believe. And then right here in the back, the balcony. Yes. Hallelujah. Sing the blood, blood of Jesus or something. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
sing together, sing together, what can wash away my sins? Everyone sing it together. What can We always, we always give an opportunity in all of our meetings for friends to actually be forgiven of their sins. And you may be here and not fully aware of Christ did on what he did on the cross when he took our sins and literally through his death, his resurrection, he paid the penalty for our sin. And he says, you ask. I've already provided you can be forgiven. No priest, no pastor, no friend can ever forgive sin, only Jesus. And so you may be here in a moment, I'm gonna count to three, and you need just to be forgiven. Don't try, don't leave and come back and try to be better. Can't be changed rather other than Christ coming into your life and your heart. Guilt and condemnation are the result of sin and Jesus paid it all and we can have a new life. You may be a person that knew the Lord. Somehow you've drifted away. This morning you can be reconnected with Christ. Your life can be changed. Simply a matter of throwing up your hand and saying, Jesus, I need forgiveness. Grace is amazing. And grace is on tap here right now. And you can drink of his forgiveness. And you can have a brand new life. And you can leave here in a few minutes knowing Jesus. So I'm going to count to three wherever you are. I want to, I want, pray for me. I want to be forgiven. Do it today. One, two, three. Throw up your hand. Do it. Do it right now. Yes. Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. Put up your hand. Yes. Put it up. Put it up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I asked all those that raised your hand just to walk the aisle. Stand right here. We're going to have a one-minute closing prayer from the balcony up there, wherever you are, you come. Come right now. Come right now. Sing. Sing together. Come. Come. Come right now. Get out of your chair. Come. Come to Jesus. 
Yes. Come on, do it. Look at all these people that have come to Jesus this morning. God bless you. And uh, no one moved for just a second. This is a holy mo moment here, Jesus changing lives. I'm going to ask that you pray this prayer. We have many that are watching online from around the nations, also right down the street here. So you open your heart to Christ and pray, pray this prayer. I'm going to ask our whole family to pray with our friends here. And then after that, Pastor Davis here, we're going to step to the side. We have a couple friends. We're just going to give you a Bible. And this is going to be a new life for you. Hallelujah. And there are, there are uh, three people, uh, three guys. Uh, you're a young adult and you are addicted. And just stop that music for a moment. You're addicted to something, and it is spiritual and is powerful. And I want to see you right after the meeting. I'll be back here. And there are other people here. You're addicted to things, and these are strongholds. And the enemy is trying to take you out. How many know we're not going to let it happen in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. Let's pray this prayer. Jesus, Jesus I, put I put my faith in you that you took my sins on the cross. Sins on the cross. I, confess I confess and believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, from the dead. and he is, alive. he is alive. I turn from my sin. I, I repent of my sin. And I abandon my life to follow Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Give me your grace, the gift of righteousness, and eternal life. You prayed that prayer, the big miracle happened right now. Jesus, go with Pastor David. Thanks for joining us, and a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. If you want to partner with us, you can click the link in the description to give now. And if you enjoyed this podcast, hit the subscribe button to stay in the loop and share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.